Welcome to the Girls Get Real Show with your hosts, Robin Lim and Rosalind Tang. In this podcast, we get real with you on personal growth, wellness, and dating, all while we navigate life through the unique lens of women in Asia. Tune in for unfiltered thoughts, honest opinions, and loads of real talk. Hey tribe, welcome back to the Girls Get Real show with your host Robin Lim and Rosalind Tang. I know it has been a hot second since we put out any content or any episodes or any news on social media and you know we just want to let you know that we're fine, everything is fine. Well, I mean not so fine, but generally fine. We're alive, we've been yeah. well physically and we are, you know, just working quietly in the background, focusing on work, focusing on life, our social life. Um, and I think for the last two months, I would say I've honestly been struggling a little bit with my own emotional and mental state. And I found it, I've been finding it very difficult to find a motivation, find the optimism and find the energy to pour into all these different aspects of my life. So unfortunately, I've had to kind of cut down a little bit, you know, in terms of like all my side projects, social time even. Um, and really focus on things that mattered to me. And so it was a very interesting um, journey just you know over the two months sitting with all these different emotions. and we thought, why not you know record this into an episode, put this conversation on air? And because perhaps you know some more of you are feeling like this than we expect, maybe you know, and also to kind of let you know that you're not alone. Yeah, yeah, I think we both, and society collectively are very, very privileged to be in Singapore where there isn't as much of a physical threat of the pandemic. Uh, And that's been happening for the last year or so. But we have also kind of felt this loss of optimism. I think when the vaccine news came out, everyone was super excited for the rollout. You know, it was somewhat a good signal for the future. But now with a lot of the news, especially in, some major countries as well as the pace of the vaccine rollout and mutations we've just felt this pessimism i have completely stopped letting myself get excited about the future um i think we're realizing that post-pandemic is super uncertain and there isn't even a fixed definition of what that means over the last year we've been through an emotional roller coaster and a lot of our mental healths have taken a hit so we're also allowing ourselves to rest and not to take on too many projects even despite the excellent feedback that many of you have been giving us but thank you so much for sticking around and for continually giving suggestions for all the topics and all the guests that you'd like to see on girls get real show yeah and you know, I think it's very heartening as well, and that's why we felt that we n- not so much owed you an explanation, but rather, you know, we also wanted to include you in our own journeys as well, because I'm sure, like I said, you know, I'm sure we're not alone, and I'm sure that this, perhaps this emotion or this state is more common than we expect. So I just want to take a little bit of a step back. You're like, Roz, like, how do you, like, how do you feel? Like, how have you been feeling? How has the last, you know, it's been a couple of months since we put out an episode. Like, how has the last couple of months been for you? What have you been up to? So I have been feeling a mix of emotions. I think it has been a mix of stress, um, happiness, gratitude, and sadness. 
part of it is from my personal life and just having unexpected changes. For instance, I was planning to move in with my partner, but his parents are in town because of COVID and for the foreseeable future. So that isn't happening. Um, I have been struggling quite a lot at work with having to make a lot of big decisions and move KPIs very aggressively over a short period of time. So that's been quite difficult. And I think socially, a lot of us just felt a little bit tired from late last year, where it was like really intense holiday season. And um, now, you know, we're, I'm slowly coming back into having the energy and the, I guess, like social battery to like talk to people and to, to meet one-on-one or to, to do group catch-ups. So yeah, I, I mean, it, honestly, I've been like crying so much in the last few months, it's like almost every day. I think some people don't get it, but now you know it's it, over the last few weeks has been like a lot better so i i use that sometimes as like a signal of like the state of my mind and how like emotionally volatile i am and it, it's felt better good enough for us to be in a good place to make this episode <laughs> yeah. yeah i mean i definitely also sometimes worry a little bit about you because i i know how much you have on your plate and, and how perhaps you know you might be a little bit more emotionally volatile and you know so i have been worrying about you for the last couple of months and you know i try to check in and i know that a lot of times you just don't have much capacity to kind of just entertain me or and just spend time <laughs> together but you but I you always still make have it. space to entertain me yeah no but you still make an effort you know which i really appreciate we go we recently we've been doing pole dancing together as well so we sometimes meet up for that um, and yeah, you know, I, I know that it is it's definitely really difficult and I didn't even expect that, you know, our experiences were so separate and independent, but then also at the same time so similar, right? Our internal experience, internal states. Um, yeah, I, I completely get where you're coming from. Yeah, yeah. And I think when Rob shared this article from the New York Times about languishing, um, if you if you haven't read the article, um, go check it out. It is a new term to kind of describe the in-between state between depression and flourishing, where you just kind of feel blah. You, you don't feel much optimism for the future. Um, you feel sort of bored and you feel that things are, are just generally bleak. You don't feel that upset, but you don't feel that happy either. And I think we both really felt like, okay, you know, we have... A word we have the vocabulary to kind of describe a little bit more of what has been going on in the last few months and I think many people resonated with that article too and really started realizing the extent of languishing that we've all been collectively feeling yeah yeah exactly actually it was sent to me by one of my colleagues at work as well just because I think I didn't even notice it right I think for me it started about two months ago for the first couple of weeks I was just feeling really tired all the time and it was very unlike me to not have the energy to do social things or you know be excited about my side projects because you know, that's just who I am right? I've always identified with that and you know suddenly one week passed and I, I was super low energy at work super low energy over the weekend and the second week passed and the third week passed and I was like wait a minute it's been almost like a whole month of me feeling like this like what is actually wrong like I just thought that perhaps I was physically exhausted but then I started to realize that perhaps it was a little bit more than this um and that was when my colleague sent me the article and I was like wow it was so assuring and so relieving to know that I wasn't alone that this is a general like universal experience that we're all going through and it wasn't for you know my lack of trying or for my lack of 
uh, I don't know, my lack of energy or like, you know, I couldn't, literally couldn't blame myself, you know, for being, for feeling this way. And so ever since then, you know, I've, ever since reading this article a few weeks ago, I think I've just been trying to also give myself the space, you know, to be, to say like, hey, it's okay to languish. It's okay to not have the energy to do things. It's okay if I just want to like, after work, lay in bed and like binge watch YouTube or Netflix or, you know, whatever. I don't have to be like productive and effective and efficient like 100% of the time um, which is something that I've always you know I guess for both of us right we've always kind of like struggled with it um, but now you know it's really about realizing that there's literally nothing more we could do yeah yeah and I think our experience probably in like the last like six years has always been like okay you know we gotta do something we gotta, we gotta, go. gotta go let's go let's go let's do this um, and it's always like 200% um, pandemic has slowed things down not just because there aren't projects and there aren't hobbies around there aren't like people to talk to and people to spend time with it's been more like internal it's been more okay like do we really have the energy or the motivation to do this anymore and, and that's been a real struggle yeah exactly actually so when I started to realize that I've been feeling this like overall like dullness and dread and like drone and just heaviness in my life i actually journaled about this and i was and i tried to rationalize myself out of it you know i, I wrote down like all the things that was going for me and i wrote down all the things that i'm tech I, I should be excited about or i was excited about and i looked at it and i was like wow you know i've i have never had as much opportunity or as much like exciting things to work on like as i do right now in this moment you know like looking around me and all these different things that i have going for me that you know there's no reason i should feel this way right um and that was when it kind of started to sink in that perhaps you know it's not just about what we do and there's only so much we can do to kind of i guess keep ourselves going right that beyond the doing there is an element of being as well that we kind of that i needed to reconcile with yeah. yeah yeah i've definitely felt a mix of like gratitude but also struggle to persist with that gratitude mm. um, i think Last year, it was a lot easier for me to be present and be grateful. Interestingly, I, w I went for a full-day meditation retreat, and um, it was a mix of silent meditation, eating meditation, walking meditation, um, and of course, breathing meditation, which we started off in small chunks of time, but then progressed into doing an hour-long meditation. So the entire day, we were not to speak, not to make eye contact with the other participants, and I didn't use my phone. And I thought, honestly, this is difficult. Um, isn't crazy difficult based on what I've been practicing personally. But I also just realized that, okay, I get it. Um, there's, I get it. I'm present. I'm mindful. I'm <laughs> grateful. But it's, it's really, really challenging to maintain that sort of attitude towards life on a daily basis. Given yeah. how things are honestly just like going to shit with no signs of end. And I, I think it, it, it's unfortunate. It's, it's unfortunate that this seems to be the collective sentiment of a lot of people that we talk to as well, where we're just like, okay, you know, like what's next? But like, you know, the, the next is never going to come. And yeah. um, I think one thing we also wanted to focus on is tangible steps to avoid this feeling, tangible steps, not so much avoid, tangible steps to cope with this feeling and to be able to turn it into something positive or something that we can at least sit with 
yeah honestly i feel like positive is a stretch <laughs> it's yeah. more of like how i don't know i think what i would want or rather the solutions i'm seeking would be you know how to, how to cope with it you know how to be okay with this how to be okay with not being great all the time and i guess for me what how i see it is that eventually i'll get so bored of feeling this way that you know i want to do something and fix the situation or you know fix it somehow but maybe you know that that in itself trying to fix this isn't also the way forward so we have really i, I don't know i'm a little bit lost in terms of like how we can actually get out of this I've, I've tried journaling i've tried meditation i've tried doing more physical activity i've tried letting myself just wallow in this like languish <laughs> i mean it's interesting right because i feel like it's a vicious cycle even in the article it talks about how like having interesting projects to work on having doing things that excite you being around people who love you like that really helps but what i've increasingly found is that it helps for that moment Right, and once you kind of go back to your real life, go back to your daily life, it's just like oh, fuck, everything fucking sucks all over again. You know? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I always strongly believe that novelty kind of expands time, but monotony kind of contracts it. And if you do the same thing every day, it feels like time isn't passing as quickly. Versus when you do new exciting things and get into flow states, or just have the novelty of being in a new environment or meeting new people, your time passes by quickly. But I feel this tension between wanting time to pass quickly and wanting to be present. Mm. And I do feel like this concept of time passing quickly, doing a lot of things, is also this like very ingrained sort of capitalist notion that we are productive mm. members, productive laborers of society. Hustle culture. And hustle culture. So I feel I feel that tension because I want to be I want to be present, I want to be be a being like you mentioned and just sit with these things. But at the same time I feel like I cope better when I'm getting a lot of things done. Mm, exactly. Do you feel the yeah, same way? yeah, literally. That you know is literally distracting myself, right? But what I found now is that I think the switching cost between being that doing and the being is just getting increasingly higher. Like it's it's literally widening, right? And I'm trying to motivate myself out of this like sense of like, okay, let's go do because I know if I do, it will help me feel better. But it's like fuck, you know, I don't really even want to like go do so. That 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 switching cost, like trying to make that leap, you know, from from being to doing. I think that's that's what I'm struggling with. Because typically, I have no issue doing. I have all the energy in the world to pursue a million and one things. But now it's like, I rationally I know it would help, but I still can't find the energy to do it. And maybe that's okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And and I think we've personally witnessed a lot of our friends go through phases as well. Where you know it's a lot of like hobbies, new projects, doing ceramics, doing a new sport, mm. um, as well as like you know starting things, starting businesses, whether it's like a homegrown business or or like us, you know starting to be content creators, versus um, and just just sitting still with the emotions and and you know not creating so much as just taking in content and entertainment. Um, we've we've seen people in that phases, but also people going out of those phases and just kind of like retreating back to to you know being alone and not spending so much time on on being active. And it seems like this pattern of being very active and then being a little taking a back seat will continue for the next I don't know how many years. And yeah, I I think. 
one thing we're noticing is that I guess it's fine. You know, we we don't have to be so consistent. We don't have to be hyped up and energized all the time to do things because honestly, life really, really isn't great right now. The amount of stress, um, we have the privilege of not facing that stress in our face. But when we're reading news, when we're looking at social media,、mm. we are also pressurized to take action, to to donate, to. Um, mm. Help out and to give our time, to give our resources in any way we can for other countries or for people in our community who are、uh, who don't have that same privilege of being relatively safe. Yeah, yeah, no, definitely, and I, and this is, and that's my struggle as well, right? So the one thing that's really helped is that my birthday is coming up. So. For the last guess, like this week, you know, I've just been very excited about planning different things with my friends, catching up with people I love, and you know, surrounding myself with people I love and who love me as well, and that has really helped. But then I also feel like that is such a selfish thing. You know, it's so it's so hedonistic, it's so selfish, and it's so it's. It's very much just my own enjoyment, and I'm not really creating any value or impact like through these actions, right?、And、even though it's helped me,、um, I'm also then conscious of the fact that. It's so. It might also be so temporary. Like it is very escapist, right? They're like, oh,、yeah. we're just gonna go have fun, and then perhaps we'll forget all of these these issues. It's not like a long term fix, you know. Yeah, yeah. I think one fundamental issue that I struggle with is, you know, as an educated and relatively safe citizen of a developed country, what is our duty、mm. to the world? As like you know, protestings happening in other countries, as COVID is, you know, just. Absolutely, destroying certain societies and destroying certain communities. What can we do to give back? And even talking about our own mental health states feels a bit silly.、Mm. And I think you know we are we're, we're neurotypical, right? We don't have any major um, um, you know mental health issues. But I I think we can't underestimate how much of an impact. We can't underestimate how much a society feels this way,、yeah. where you know you you feel bad for almost talking about how sad you feel or how angry or how exhausted you feel. Yeah, I know that's so true, right? That and this is something that we also talked about in our episode with Shruti as well, which is you know kind of how our problems might be. Or at least for me, I view my problems as very first world problems. You know, and sometimes it's a bit I. I I'm conscious of the fact that it might sound frivolous or it might seem frivolous, and I'm always then questioning myself. Oh, you know, should this even be a problem? Should I even be talking about this?、Um, but I think what drove us to do this episode as well was when we looked around us and we realized that wow, you know, it is so much more common than we expected, and you know, perhaps we might not even find any solutions like to these conversations today. But I think、yeah. it's an exploration, and I think we want to normalize、yes. talking about feelings. When people ask you how are you feeling, you don't always have to say I'm okay. You don't always have to say I'm good. Like honestly, we should normalize people feeling shitty and,、yeah. and being honest about it.、Um, that like and you know people who really care about you would check in on you would、um, and and likewise the people that you truly care about check in on them. See how they're doing and offer your help if you are you have the energy for it. I think one thing I'm grateful for is that when I had like some major meltdowns late last year, a lot of friends like reached out to me. They were very nice about it. My partner was there for me, 
and um, emotionally and help me stay afloat versus really, really sinking into a deeper hole of yeah. self-destruction and distraction. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And honestly, I can't believe that it's already been a year of this as well. And literally, I feel as if like I'm... I don't know, I'm just barely holding it together. I'm like barely yeah. holding everything together. I'm like literally almost about to implode. Um, so I'm just kind of giving myself space before that happens. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I feel that. I feel that. And I think many of us do too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So yes, do you relate to this? Do you also feel similar or do you feel different? Be, really be curious to hear about how you've been coping over the last few months with all the news and um, with all the uncertainty around. So feel free to start a conversation with us if you want to DM or just leave a comment. We're always here to listen and to definitely support. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, if you're based in Singapore, especially, um, we're always down for a drink, for a coffee. You know, we really want to connect with all of you. I think the whole purpose of us doing this as well was to kind of broaden our own community and be able to like, meet new people and navigate through some of these experiences together. Yeah. And sure. I think the last time that we interacted with everyone here was through our clubhouse uh, event. That was, when was this? Maybe like, and March, so a wow, month it's ago. already been a month. Yeah, time flies. So yeah, do, in our clubhouse event, you know that was a really interesting experience. As we have mentioned, that you know we love the podcast format just because it is so scalable and we're able. It's it's evergreen. We're able to continue making an impact without having to physically repeat these conversations over and over again. Um, and we have seen that, right? Even though for the last, you know, a month and a half or so, we haven't really been putting out new episodes. Our episodes live on beyond us, which is very heartening to see, and it's been growing steadily as well beyond yeah. us. Yeah. Yeah, and I think we've had like three hundred listeners so far, so unique individuals who have like popped in and listened to one or like all of the episodes. So that's been really nice that even with us just having a conversation with an expert, we're able to impact so many people with the advice with the tips with the stories that they're sharing yeah and so the clubhouse event was really interesting and we definitely do want, want to do more of these whether it's a clubhouse or in different formats we even experiment we're even kind of bouncing around the idea of doing like a physical like dinner or get together with some of our listeners in singapore i think that would be really interesting and definitely something to hopefully look forward to as well to kind of combat this languish that we're all feeling <laughs> yeah yeah and it's, yeah. it's interesting because with clubhouse we could have a way bigger audience than like eight people so that was that had like I think 30 people and about 10 plus of us were on the stage speaking and just brainstorming and it's so nice to feel that sense of community and to feel the sense of oh people around us like really care about whatever issue that we're talking about so in the clubhouse is really about healthy relationships as well as balancing between the masculine and the feminine and we definitely want to do um, more of these events more of these clubhouses especially as hopefully Singapore opens up Mm, yeah so feel free to shoot your ideas to us whether is it you know on content or collaboration opportunities or get togethers you know we'd love to meet some of you i guess that's all we have for today yes <laughs> yes thanks for joining us and we are so excited to be chatting with more guests really soon yes so stay safe stay try to stay happy stay healthy and we'll see you in our next episode bye bye